0: Orlando saw a 58% price increase since 2019. Orlando, Florida is the theme park capital of the world, but it's actually so much more than that. We cover all things, real estate, theme parks, and the stories that make living in Orlando such a fun place. This is the Orlando Real Podcast. That was all started by a month. So here, let me tell you why I'm heated today as a father, as somebody who has kids going to school and might be on the bus system. And so we, we, we send our kids to public school, this is the internet, I'm not gonna get too, too detailed on my kids and where they go to school, but I will tell you that we live in Orange County. And with that being said, they have a massive bus driver shortage. And now I've been uh, accused in the past of being like, hey, I only tell the good news. Well, here I'm gonna tell you some very personal, fatherly kind of uh, annoyance. The Orange County, Orange County, Uh, Public Schools, Osceola Public Schools, all of these different places where we've had massive growth, massive new schools opening, um, are having a hard time hiring bus drivers. And so it was actually in the news today, I was going through looking like, you know, they can't just be my kids schools like this is random right and so no uh we have channel nine news that's delays expected for first day of orange county schools due to the bus driver shortage district says and so going through some of these notes it looks like there's over a hundred bus drivers still needed and then they're trying to shuffle around basically where they need bus drivers, where they might not need bus drivers, and and this happens almost every year that w- that we've lived here. Uh, the first day of school is a little crazy. Buses are twenty minutes late, thirty minutes late. But the thing that really made me upset today was like you know they were an hour late coming home, uh, hour plus in some cases. And so they're encouraging everybody if you live in Orange County or in Central Florida in general if you can to pick up and drop off your kids uh, and and skip the bus system altogether. Uh, and if not, just give them some some grace. But then also if you are maybe thinking about you know becoming a bus driver they have a career page set up for you guys and they're doing stuff uh almost every week for the next three months by going online you can apply background check driver check all that good stuff and you can apply online and fast track your application because they need bus drivers and so kind of my annoyance and also my plea that if that's your vibe if you're like hey maybe i'll go disney to be a bus driver or maybe i'll help some kids and be a bus driver there's options out there for you let me know down below if you live in the area those of you checking in from orlando nona i've seen a bunch of people checking in um you got wdw explore and chill (laughs) checking in from nona what's going on manuel from mineola we've got michael from apopka let us know what you guys think i am very curious we got some people kate checking in from melbourne Australia, thank you for checking in tonight. I so appreciate that. We have a lot of other good things going on here, and I just kinda wanna continue to dive into it. So stories that I promised uh, on the show, let's deliver on those. So we have four the four cities facing the biggest housing shortages right now are San Antonio, Dallas, and Orlando. And so Orlando actually ranks number four on their list. Going through, Houston was another one. So San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, there we go. So basically Texas and Florida, and uh, there's a lot of different quotes kind of flown out here by Bank of America, uh, Redfin, a bunch of other different places, why they see this data coming out and it says the hot quadrants include cities that continue to have fast inward population growth and already stretched housing stocks the study says and kind of going through here you had this is wild some of these stats i knew but then seeing it from all of these different outlets confirming it it's it's interesting to me um you have Orlando saw a 58% price increase since 2019. Dallas saw prices increase 49%. And then there's other areas of the country though that are cooling off. St. Louis is cooling off. Detroit's cooling off. Even here in Florida, Miami is cooling off. And so it's interesting when people ask those questions of, you know, what markets are hot, are the markets going to crash, what's going on? It really has to do housing data, it has to do with demand, it has to do with all of these different things that are not just, um, that are not national kind of things. You can't have like a, a one size fits all sort of uh, of answer for many of these different cities. So Orlando, we, we're stretched thin. And, and so why do I think that is? Well, you had a lot of new construction that was going on and and in the, the articles, multiple of them say that we're anywhere between three and four million homes short in our fastest growing cities combined. Meaning that through the recession you had neighborhoods that were getting started that the developer lost funding for, they fell into bankruptcy. Those houses never got built. You had banks that were just not willing to work with developers to then invest the money and those houses were never built. And now pricing because of interest rates are making some developers hold back and say, Hey, listen, if we're going to finance a new neighborhood and we have to hold the the carrying costs in this high interest rate climate, because it's not just residential homeowners that are having to spend more money on interest. It's businesses, it's developers, it's business owners that work, You know, the trades that are into these kind of things. Um, and so they're all getting stretched. And so many of them are just kind of like holding back to see what happens which then causes less new construction in the neighbor, in, in the, the market. You have less builders willing to build spec homes and, and hope that they sell. Even though that we have low, low inventory, they're like, what happens if something changes? And so they're back to building kind of just more traditionally. And so what does that happen? Like here, a, a very localized question of what's going on with our real estate here in Orlando. And this is again, something I share usually later in the show, but I think it's good to talk about because it, it goes well with the headline of what's going on with single family homes in different prices points and what's the overall supply of those homes and for the smart people that i've watched our show and i've watched our channel for years you know that anything like three months or less is a seller's market anything three to six months is kind of like a a balanced market it's really doesn't favor both seller or buyer it's just normal if you don't know it's actually a pretty normal thing for it to take two to three months to sell your house not right now but like traditionally on a healthy market where prices are only going up one to 4% a year. Uh, and if it's over 6%, uh, six months' supply of homes, then you are in a buyer's market. That means that buyers call their shots, they're getting prices off the list price, they're getting closing cost concessions, they're getting all of these things that make it really, really easy to be a buyer. So where are we at right now? If you look right now, it's 1.99%, so less than two months' supply of homes in Orlando. But if you look at these price bands, this is where it really starts to get interesting. You've got under 250,000, there's, it's a one month supply, two to 50 to 300, a one month supply, three to 400, a one month supply, all the way up to really up to 500,000. You got a one month supply of homes, meaning that it's a very like seller friendly market. But if you're looking at like 500 to a million, well, the data would say that it's, it's kind of like. A little bit longer, two and a half months supply of homes, and then over a million, it's four months. So you're starting to get more of a balanced market. If you're looking to spend over a million dollars, you're going to have a little bit more flexibility with the seller. Well, listen, the average sales price in Orlando is just under five hundred thousand. So for the most people out there, there's basically no inventory, and so that's what continues to do this. That's sort of why it's happening. If you're a buyer, you know this already going out there to find something that is a nice house, that, that looks nice, that you're excited about um, is a little bit tougher. So then a lot of them pivot to new construction. If you're willing to wait, it's a wild time right now. Kristen checking in from California. Wish I was the co-host. I wish you were as well. I heard you went to Taylor Swift. You, you chose Taylor Swift over sitting in this chair. And to be quite honest with you, I would have done the same. <laughs> uh, let's see, moving to Richmond. Thoughts on North Lake Townhomes in Winter Garden. Now, those are by Ashton Woods. Uh, I think that the location's fantastic. I like the builder. Um, I think that you're tucked back off of Avalon, which is great. Um, the location's hard to build, hard to beat. The pricing, obviously, because it's a good price in a good location, they're calling their shots on prices, and there's plenty of buyers that are willing to pay it. Um, so just keep that, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's keep going here. I like Ashton Woods, though. We live in an Ashton Woods house and interesting uh apparently orlando is number three according to ba- bank of america yeah it was multiple different studies you had like uh, redfin bank of america you had housing data housing wire there was like four or five different ones that kind of ranked different ones here uh joanne says someone with kids is moving to florida can enroll their kids in school at any time or wait yeah you can enroll them at any time you just need to have um your purchase agreement your deed to your house typically if it's new construction sometimes different municipalities you can get them to uh get you enrolled before you close on the house but usually you need like a utility bill or a deed to the house or a lease uh to then enroll your kids in school and you can do that anytime what's up Shakur from winter park good to see you my friend thanks for hanging out um Sorry, just going through questions here. I'm, I'm being super committed. I want to make sure that we got uh, everybody's questions. John's checking in from New Independence. Good to see you. Thanks, Bree and Greg. Also, how do we have twice as much crap as we did when we left Mississippi? This is an interesting one, John, is like people move here and they forget like, oh, hey, we don't have basements. And so that's why storage facilities are booming. It's kind of wild. Um, but man, I, I definitely get that. Every time you move, like you just end up purging. And so it sounds like you didn't purge when you moved down. <laughs> uh, Q says, Ken, go to West Westside. Uh, Bolivia has lots under 500,000 right next door to Horizon West, four lane roads all the way to Disney. Man, for sure, you're one of those guys that want me to talk about Kissimmee and Davenport and, and I should, I should talk even more about them uh, because there are opportunities there to buy at a real, rather affordable place. Uh, Kevin, checking in from Lakeland. Good to see you, my friend. Going through, just wanna make sure I get all of these um jose said i'm checking in from katie texas waiting for pulte to release pricing on all their coming soon projects dude they've got like i think 40 new projects in central florida so i am kind of curious which uh which which neighborhood you're waiting on and hopefully i can give you some information there uh dave says from oxford watching you enjoy enjoying a buddy's pizza. I read a Detroit style pizza establishment and Cody dogs has opened in the area. There has been, there's a Detroit style pizzeria in downtown Orlando. It's like, it's kind of like deep dish. I thought it was more, it's definitely buddies. When I think Detroit pizza, I think little Caesars though. I, I mean, it's a Detroit brand. Um, let's see Detroit. What is it called? Let's see. Yeah. So doe soto in winter park make sure you're ordering from the correct location this is what it looks like it looks like buddies or a jets if you're from the midwest and you know jets it's kind of what it looks like i still haven't been but they kind of they they tout themselves as a michigan sort of pizzeria so when you're in town check it out um all right. So Alice says, "Any suggestions for buying a home as somebody who just moved to the country? I've lived here for ten months now, and I'm looking to buy." You know, we help a lot of folks from all around the world buy here locally. And one of the things that I would say is that first talk to a lender who specializes in getting it started. Um, if you if you're if you're relocating here, you've got a green card and you're ready to go, um, or you have a social security number, building your credit is going to be a big part. Big part. But talking to a lender early is totally fine. I think that you can. Uh, it's never too early to start having those conversations um, to figure out exactly your path and where you're going to go. Depending on if you're if you've got a visa, if you've bought a business, if you're in business, you typically need two years of tax returns. There's a lot of different things depending on your situation and how you got here, which will determine if you can buy and when you can buy. So if you need a question, your questions answered on about mortgage, I've got two really great lenders depending on your situation. So feel free to email us; happy to help uh philly says next two months will be rough prime season uh pr- prime of hurricane season you know what's interesting bun uh philly i was actually gonna talk about this today we've got a kind of wild wild temperatures here excessive heat warnings uh issued for carl central florida it feels like temps are 116 and it feels yeah it definitely it's it's one of the hottest summers since we've lived here that i can remember excuse me talk amongst yourself if you don't mind oh goodness um, and here's another kind of like change to that though. It's like, yeah, it's hot outside, but here's another thing that popped out this week, frosty winter in the cards for Florida this year, says the farmer's almanac. And they're basically saying long range forecasts, uh, are, are basically the saying that the U S Southeast U S is going to experience wetter than normal winters. That mean frost will decorate cars, trees, and even oranges or more, more often this year. Uh, It's going to be an interesting one, especially as last year we had kind of more of a warmer chill sort of climate uh, here, and then even in the north. And so it's going to be interesting if this, you know, we got these massive heat index days, and then it flops over to a crazy cold winter. Um, I'm actually welcoming a cold winter after a summer like this. I like wearing jackets. I like uh, not scarves, hats, no, thank you. Gloves, no, thank you. But every once in a while, a little jacket, a little button up. I'm down. Um, All right. See, so Kevin says visiting bella Calina last weekend the construction has exploded there's now 200 existing homes but 170 under construction another 100 start by year's end what's driving the growth That's a great question, Kevin. And so this is something I told you when we first talked, I remember we had a conversation about the Bella Kalina kind of area in Lake County. Now I believe that Lake County is going to experience the largest amount of growth in central Florida over the next five to 10 years. Reason being is that just, you've got the land, you've got a very pro growth government in Lake County. uh, And you have a lot of people that are priced out of many of the Orange County areas, Horizon West, Winter Park, Lake Nona, some of the more Oviedo, more popular areas in central Florida. And so because of that, Lake County is where people are pushing and Groveland, Verde, Claremont, Miniola, they're all kind of the recipients of this. And so where you're buying is a fantastic opportunity. Speaking of Groveland, I've got an interesting uh, kind of thing to chat about here. Uh, so this is a, this is from the growth spotter. Let me zoom out, uh, Growth uh, Groveland Square Development in South Lake County adds another 44 acres. Uh, and so this is on highway 27 and basically State Road 19. If you don't know where that's at, let me just see if I can't show you. If you're watching back on the, um, if you're listening back on the podcast, I apologize, but this is right off of the turnpike kind of, if you take it all the way over to 19 and right where 27 kind of abuts, it's going to be right in this area. Um, let's see, you've got rolling, rolling Ridge right here, Phillips landing. But if you look at what, what's coming here, um, you can see, there's going to be a distribution warehouse. There's Meritage homes. Uh, there's a logistics center. So jobs in the area, which is great, but then they're also going to have 196, uh, Uh, apartment buildings, you're gonna have more commercial and they're just adding more and more commercial to that area. And so they're adding um, an additional 20 acres, 180 square feet, 180,000 square feet, I'm sorry, of commercial space. And so this is kind of adding on to the idea that Groveland and that whole like turnpike, I mean, the easier on and off access that you have, the more popular those areas are gonna be. I'm a big fan of like what potentially is coming to Claremont, especially with the Olympus project. Uh, I think that's going to be great. Uh, But if you look at off the turnpike, Mineola, Groveland, they're easy on, easy off. And so it's, it's not hard to see why those areas are, are exploding right now. And so, um, yeah, man, that was a long winded way to say, what's up, Courtney, checking in from horizon west. Good to see you. Welcome to Orlando. What's up, Sean. Good to see you, my friend. Long time, long time watcher appreciate you, my friend. Um, All right, this is a good question from Benny G. G Says, uh, are the Claremont connection roads to Horizon West 100% happening? Well, 100% meaning that they've been approved, they have the financing and that they're already kind of through permitting and planning, yes. Are they happening this year? No, it looks like they're gonna be more of a 2025, early 2026 project uh, based on everything that's coming down from the county. Uh, Now, again, they're already, Paid for and planned out, I see them coming. And so I would say that unless something crazy happens, then yeah, they're going to move forward. Let's see. Just checking these questions. I want to get these questions, make sure today I'm super committed to these questions. All right, let me ask you a couple things, uh, a couple questions here. Are you watching? And are you more of a universal fan or a more of a Disney fan? I am kind of curious to see to take a poll of our viewers to see where are you spending the most time at? If you have a, a an extra Saturday or extra Sunday, you're taking your family out. You want to spend some time, where are you landing? Is it universal or Disney, or are you going to throw in that third one sea world? Let me know in the comments below. I've got some universal news for you though. They had us out today to check out the new, uh, villain con land. It was uh, minions blast is the new ride, but they also have a new cafe and it's interesting cause online, there were a bunch of like vloggers and people like crapping on the new food at the minions cafe. I was there today and I got to meet the chef and they, they, they had a ton of food for us to eat. I went back for seconds. It was really good. Like theme park food in general is not typically top notch. Disney used to do an amazing job. I think they've fallen back in many ways that way. But Universal has always been like pushing to try to have better and better food. And so the cafe, whether you're a Minions fan or not, the food was good. It was like, it was fantastic. The drinks were a little sweet to me. Um, but yeah, they have like a bakery, they've got an ice cream shop, they've got a popcorn stand now, all this new area. It was awesome. The food's good. The ride was also fantastic. I, again, I'm like, if I had to rank myself as a Minion fan or not, I'm like a three out of five in regards to like, if I'm a fan of that movie or not. So when they were like, oh, we're gonna spend so much of this land on minions. I was like, oh man, I feel like it could be something else, but I'm gonna give it a shot. And I was pleasantly surprised. I went there today and um, they let us try all the food. We tried all the little stands and then uh, then we went on the ride. And the cool thing about the ride that I liked was A, there's no 3D glasses. So I, I wear glasses, so it's really annoying to like, to swap all the time also they come over and they're scratched and they're wet or foggy and that's that's never the greatest experience when you're having an immersive experience like i think of every themed shooter ride in both disney and universal where you have to wear 3d glasses and i'm like i usually avoid those personally just not my favorite But this one, Minions Ride, didn't have that. You don't have 3D glasses. The second thing I loved about it, it was it's super family friendly. Like I could see my five-year-old loving it. I could see my great-grandpa, well, my grandpa loving it. Um, It's easy, because you're standing up, you're shooting. There's really not much to it. The third thing I loved about it is that it actually has this app. And I'll show you, actually, I think I've got a photo dump here uh, so that you guys can see. Here we go. So you can actually sync to your blaster. Um, Let me show you over here. You can actually sync to your blaster with this app and you collect loot. basically inside and outside of the ride. And as you're, you're kind of like tapping with your phone throughout and inside the ride, you're able to collect different collectibles that go into your blaster. And then this is why this is important. Why I think this is so cool is that every time you ride, you're collecting more collectibles, which makes your blaster on the next ride, even better. So it's not just that you like go through the ride and you like you figure it out and then you're done with it. Like it's gonna be a little bit more sticky. It's gonna make you want to come back a lot more. Um, so I think this is brilliant on their part uh, because we all get tired of rides after a certain amount of time. Uh, and the fourth thing I would say is that it's, it's unique in that you stand up. You like you've got this blaster. Actually, hold on, they gave me one. This is what the blaster looks like. So it's almost exactly like this. Mine's cool and blue, theirs is all not. But, anyways, you sit there and you hold this blaster. There's no cords, and you're just on a little conveyor belt going through. It's very cool. Very, very cool. So Universal continues to impress, in my opinion. They're continuing to push the bar, and I think that is awesome. Uh, Gunny asks question kind of breaking it. I'll go back to theme parks in a minute, but I thought it was a good one besides staying indoors. What do you guys to do to battle the heat during the summer? It's a great question, Gunny. Um, well there's air conditioning inside. So I enjoy that. Um, going out before and after the sun is up, there's that, um, yeah, there's not a ton, man. It's, it's definitely being inside, getting to do the pool stuff, like going to the, the theme park pools are amazing. Like we go to our, we have a club that we go to that we, we love. I mean, all of our friends have pools. That's just, that's it, man. It's getting in and out, staying inside. It's really only this bad for like 45 days. In my opinion, it starts cooling off late September. And then by October, November, you're, you're Gucci. You're good to go um dominic says going back to the article regarding uh the, the the getting cold frosty so it might hit 40 degrees probably at night yeah it might hit it might hit that uh alex says this is the hottest summer i can remember i've lived in orlando since 94. yeah they actually just came out they said this is the hottest summer we've had in 36 years interesting Joel says uh, have you heard anything about Whole Foods coming to Mineola I have not heard about Whole Foods coming to M- Miniola. there's all of these developers and they like to be so secret they're like hey we're, we're coming up <laughs> we're coming up with a new uh, concept that's going to be in this area and it's not anywhere else in Orlando um, and and we can't tell you what it's going to be but we're working on it right now and then five months go by and it's Publix and you're like there's Publix everywhere why are you what, what is this or it's an Aldi, right um, there are people both in Uh, Kissimmee off of 192 and 429, the Everest place there. They claim to have some super new grocer that's never been in in this area before. Um, I know is that way. And also in Lake Nona, they're talking about a grocer coming. And in all of those areas, we definitely need more. I love Publix, but what I love, a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods every once in a while. Absolutely. All right. Jay says, hey Ken, checking in from the UK. Good to see you. Uh, Thinking about buying Buying over there for a holiday let, what are the choices mortgage-wise for that? Do I have to live, do I have to have a sort, do I have to sort out here or can it be done there? Oh yeah, it can be done here, Jay. We've got people literally locally uh, that specialize in international mortgages, actually the the same firm that helps us with our sellers navigate the whole FERPTA process, which is the Foreign Investment uh, Real Estate Act. Um, the accountants that do that also have a mortgage company in house and they specialize in helping people on the international side purchase. Now you're going to have to put a little bit more money down, uh, and the interest rates going to be a little bit higher than we would pay domestically, but there's just more risk because if you disappear, they've got the house for sure, but they need enough equity there to offset the risk. And so a lot of our people from the UK, Canada, Brazil, internationally. They're typically putting anywhere between like 30 and 50% down to have it make sense. So that way, when you're not here, if you rent it out, that the mortgage is paid for, something to think about. Uh, Benny Gigi says is Claremont too far away to enjoy Disney multiple times a week? I don't think so. I mean, if you're 30 to 35 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, depending on where you're at in Claremont, cause Claremont's huge. It's three zip codes. And so, uh, depending on where you're at, you're good to go. Philly says Epic Universe opens in 2025, but it looks like they're moving a lot quicker. Man, it's moving so fast. Every time I go by there, it's um,
1: every time I go by
0: there, there's like a new ride or new hotel. I know there's um, one of my favorite follows over on Twitter, which whatever X, I'm still going to call it Twitter. Um, Bio reconnect. The guy flies in helicopters and gets all these cool shots. Uh, the shots he's been updating lately, it seems like it's really, really far away. Uh, Disney or Universal? Kristen says both. Um, all right here we go so finally getting all these so we got disney versus universal we've got both we've got universal disney 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 both universal universal for sure um if i had to decide disney hard to decide universal it's kind of 50 50. i have both annual passes there's a lot more people that have both annual passes oh here's a good one alice says disney especially with food and wine festival i tell you what epcot with everything that they've got for the festivals that is one of my festivals am i saying that right yeah festivals is one of my favorites. Um, there's always something going on. You've got art festival, you've got food and wine. I just, it's, it's great. Um, Sean asks, am I running the springtime surprise? I am, I'm running them all, man. I've got New York marathon in November and then Disney, uh, marathon week in January at Disney. And then I'm just gonna hit them all along the way. Manuel says universal it's not even a question let's get back to universal actually so after they checked out or we checked out the um minions area they took us over to see uh the different food options that are going to be over at halloween horror nights And i know halloween horror nights is not everybody's thing right so just stick with me don't fall off it'll just be a minute or so that i'm going to talk about this and we're going to get right back to your questions but for those of you that love hhn and i know there's a lot of you out there I've become one of them. Uh, There's a lot of different things that they're adding on, which I think is so cool. And and maybe this has always existed. Last year was my first like all in where I went multiple times and I'm going to do the same this year. Uh, But you've got all of these add-ons. So enhance the horror with event add-ons. And what we got to try today was the taste of horror, which basically goes through all of these different things. And here's the the add-on. So it's a new food and drink experience. It's $135. It's going to run from August 10th to the 26th. And it's basically get your first bite of the fr- bite of fright with all you can eat. Enjoy a preview, select Halloween horror nights, food and drinks before the event season starts. So that's going to run from, let's see today until the 26th. Um, but then you've got behind the screams, unmask the horror tour. You've got uh RIP tour, which is like a whole private thing where you get to do all of the different houses without having to wait in line. You've got early access tickets. There's a lot of cool add-ons that I didn't see last year that are pretty cool. You're also getting a whole bunch of extra stuff. If you are a universal like premier pass holder, you get to go certain dates to Halloween Horror Nights for free. I think that's super cool, but going back to the food that we saw today, I thought this was so stinking cool. So the food was great. You had everything from, uh, you had, stuff that was themed from stranger things. You had things that were, that were themed from the last of us. In fact, hold on a second. Ah, here we go. This was pretty cool. Uh, here we go. This is a federal disaster response agency food rationing. This is, they had uh, I took this after I cleaned it out. Um, you had ravioli and like a whole bunch of other stuff. We're going to put stuff over on Instagram, on the Orlando real Instagram, all the different food stuff over the next couple of days. Um, but the food was great. And here's the kind of surprising thing to me. I think about this as I was kind of interviewing some of these people. Where else in the world, outside of Orlando and maybe or you know LA, some different theme park areas, can you have a job where your job is R and D chef? Like that was their official title, the research and development chef, where they have to go and look at Halloween Horror Nights houses and also Minions and also Harry Potter and also on and on and on, and they have to figure out how do I have something that both looks appealing to the theme park people, but also tastes good. And then also be able to feed like millions of people over multiple years, right? It was fascinating to me. And that's someone's job. Like, I get it, being a chef is, is awesome. Um, but like, it's someone's job to figure out how to make this work with everything kind of hanging out of it. Let's see, I also had some other shots. This is the bloody camp, campground poutine. But yeah, there's a lot of really cool shots that I'll share with you guys over on Instagram. So let me know down below, are you excited about this? I am very much interested to know uh, if you're into HHN for one, and two, let me know down below. This will be an interesting thing. Where's maybe your favorite place to eat on property, whether it's any three of the major theme parks, something that like your your go-to, If you're going there this weekend you already picked your park you know where you're going but this is like the place that you always go and eat at this one place because it's that good i have to know let me know all right let's see um go through some more questions here uh ron says greetings from ron and liz from celebration we love your show keep the good work oh thank you so much i appreciate that very much um q says i can't wait for sonic at flamingo crossing I can't wait for the, um, the only thing I love about, you know, I love about Sonic is, uh, they're like their shakes, their slurpees, like over ice. It's very, very good and refreshing, right? There's also a new 7-Eleven in horizon wedge, which might sound silly because 7-Elevens are everywhere, but when you're able to go get a slurpee on one of these hot, hot days, that's also a good way to beat the heat. Oh my goodness. All right, let me get over to a couple more, a couple more things before we hang out or we check out for the day. All right. So one of the things things I promised on the last show that I wanted to bring back today was somebody was asking about the save our homes and like, what does that actually mean? And while I, I knew, I knew what it was, I wanted to make sure I articulated it and then also was able to drop some links in the comments, um, afterwards. And so if you don't know, what Save Our Homes is. This is actually a really great thing, especially for people that are coming to retire. Uh, but Save Our Homes is an amendment to Florida Constitution that took effect in 1995. It limits the annual increase in the assessed value of homestead properties, meaning this is where you live full-time. Uh, this isn't an investment property, but this is where you live. But it, it maxes, out, max, maxes out the assessed value increase to 3% change or the National Consumer Price Index, CPI, whichever is less. So if inflation happens to be much lower, then it's going to be lower, but it's going to be kind of right that 3% range. Now this is going to make it to where things don't actually, your your taxes aren't going to jump as fast as what we talked about earlier in the show, like 58% appreciation, all of a sudden your taxes aren't going to go up 58%. So this is a good thing. Now, another question on the same thing people asked, about the save, save our homes question was portability. And like, what is that? How do those actually tie together? Because you might've heard about it at a cocktail party, but can you actually articulate what this means to a homeowner in Orlando and or Florida? And so here's what portability means. So it basically says, if you're moving from a previous Florida homestead to a new homestead in Florida, you're able to transfer or port part or or part of your homestead assessment difference if you're eligible portability allows you to most florida homeowners to be transferred from their save our homes benefit on their old homestead to their new homestead and lower the tax assessment and consequently the taxes for the new homestead now this is just a way that this isn't really just for retirees this is for everybody but having basically are your homestead where you live have the taxes get in check and i think this is great for people especially if you're on a budget but really anybody because you look at what's happened to our insurance prices went up a ton wouldn't it have been great to have something like this where you're locked into your homeowner's insurance where it wasn't only able to go up three percent a year instead of uh, the craziness that it actually did so um so anyways that's what that means i promised that i would answer it on our next show and so here it is next show and i wanted to, to get it done Uh, Kristen asks, have I tried the pickle milkshake at food and wine? I have not, but I was one of those kids that would like do shots of pickle juice. So I'll definitely do that. Um, Charles says, do I see any resolution to the home insurance rates? I think the state needs to go back in and undo what they did by allowing the, uh, the litigiousness of the industry that we're in right now. And so they thought that they were moving forward to help insurance policies. And unfortunately they, they hurt the insurance industry and the insurance industry, believe it or not. I know it's kind of, kind of crazy for, for, you know, this Charles, but many people that complain like, Oh, the insurance companies are just out to make money. Go figure, like that's what people are in business for. They're not in in the business to lose a billion dollars. And so we need to go back and create some sort of protections for homeowners. And then also, unfortunately, for some of these insurance companies to where they're not gonna get slammed so hard that they pull out. Because the more competition we have in the market, the more insurance companies that are willing to insure in Florida, the more rates come down. That's just supply and demand. Philly says, I bought my, I purchased my frequent fear pass. You're in it, man. You are in HHN. Uh Benny Gigi says, is a three, two, one buy down worth it or not ideal? So for those of you that don't know what a three-two-one buy down is, this is where basically, like, say their interest rates today are 7%. The builder and/or the seller can set up a savings account for you that will make it feel like a 4% rate in year one, a 5% rate in year two, a 6% year in, in three, and then in year four, it adjusts essentially. To year seven. Now, this is different than an adjustable rate mortgage because a three two one buy down or three two buy down is actually a savings account. So the, they're literally taking the money that would be the difference in your mortgage payment and putting it in a savings account, and then every month it's just drawing against the savings account. It's a much safer way than what we saw in the two thousands and and that sort of thing, the two thousand five two thousand six, where you had adjustable rate mortgages where people were like, "Oh, I can totally afford this mortgage today, and a year and now a year from now." They couldn't, so then we had this flood of different houses hit the market. And then that's when we had some issues. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that um, I like the three, two, one buy down better than just buying down your rate because here's what's gonna happen if you buy down your rate and then you, you could use that money elsewhere. You could put it in a, in a savings account. A year from now, I think interest rates are probably gonna be back down into the sixes or fives. You just refinance. But if you use that money to buy it down, it's kind of like lost money, if that makes sense um hungry says i would be that chef yeah (laughs) trying out different things r d why not um yeah here we go now i'm going back around to people's favorites that they like to eat yak and yeti at animal kingdom is my go-to restaurant at the park also polite pig Polite is is good i need i haven't tried yet yak and yeti so that is going to be on the list also kristen I know like the vegan options at HHN you're going to love. There were so many of them. If you are either gluten intolerant and nor vegan, I had a lot of options this year. I thought that was actually good. And I tried them all the walking taco. 10 stars. So good. I really enjoyed it. Um, let's see. Gunny says. Are the homes at Ovation, i.e. Toll Brothers or Meritage built with block or wood? You know, it depends on, so at Ovation, it's a mix. You've got block on the first level, frame on the second, but there's many places in Central Florida where they're going to all stick, where it's a two by six construction. So your walls are usually two by four uh, on the inside, and they're two by six on the outside. And many of them are using spray foam. So at, um, for example, Ashton Woods over in, uh, North Lake, they're going all stick pretty much on the entire neighborhood. And their whole thing is like, it's actually more energy efficient for us to do the spray foam insulation and a two by six than it is for block. Now, as somebody who lives here and has a home that's block on the main level and frame on the second, please, whatever you do, I think it's smart, get the extra insulation and, or add it after the fact, just for energy efficiency. Cause in heat days like this, the, the month or two in the middle of summer, it'll just be so much hotter in your upstairs or wherever is all framed if you don't add that extra extra insulation it's like a two or three degree difference and it's just because your, your ac can't keep up with the insulation on the house just something to think about uh editor uh thank you for the super chat i appreciate that very much uh hey ken when is showfield road opening so they're already working on it Um, the end result it should be by the end of 2025 they got to straighten some things out and continue to go through that but it looks like in the next 18 months or so um that's going to be accessible 18 months to two years i guess i'd say it's 2025 is their whether when they're planning for um, Kyle asks, what do I think about Apopka, especially the new Wakaiva Parkway extension of 429 lots of future and current development in that area? Again, I think like Coe, Apopka is very similar and that's almost the tale of two cities within it. You've got some really great areas and some areas that are on the come up and other areas that are really, really popular. And so you just have to really like take a drive around and really like understand the area and what you're buying into. Um, there's other areas where like, you can just throw a dart and anywhere in that area, it's going to be fantastic. Apopka is kind of like in some areas feels rural in other areas. It feels urban in other areas. It's, it's very, very nice. So just, you know, drive around, figure out exactly where you're buying before you sign on the dotted line. Uh, Quinton asks any new information about the packing district? Well, I mean, so they're building like crazy toll brothers is doing well there with their townhome product. I know the roots farm is finally opening some of our neighbors, their kids are actually working there. Um, and they are talking about how incredible that's going to be. If you haven't seen that before, go to fourroots.com or four I'll drop it in the show notes down below so you can take a look after. Um, But that whole area is going to be very, very cool. And I think that with the public's finally opening there and everything else finally kind of coming along, they've got the park that was just, uh, they did the ribbon cutting on. It's very cool. If you haven't been over there lately uh, and you don't know what the packing district is, I've got a whole video on that. But if you don't, if you haven't been over there lately, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised um another person asking about whole foods in mineola i i, I like i said i have heard that a grocer is coming and it's not Publix, and that people are going to be excited but i have not heard actually what's going on there oh here we go alan says hey ken check out the new sprouts on the core of Alafaya and lake underhill in east orlando eastwood is cool eastwood eastwood is cool you're absolutely right that whole east orlando area we don't do enough content on but if you're moving to the area and you want something that's maybe a little bit more established i i'm a huge fan of Uvito just because it's close to UCF and I'm all of a sudden like a a big 12 UCF fan. Um, I think it's great. I think that whole area of town, especially it's tucked away, but you're close to everything. If you need to be, you're only 25 minutes or so from the airport. You're maybe 35, 40 minutes from Disney. So you're away from the tourist traffic. If that's something that you're into. Um, and then also because you're on East Orlando, you're pretty close to the space coast. So if you want to take advantage of everything that's going on over there, uh, Oviedo, Eastwood, all those different areas. Very, very cool. You're absolutely right. Uh, Natasha says that Publix Waterly is opening on August 7th. That's awesome. they are also doing a little retail there and also deep inside the neighborhood. They're doing like a kinder care, which is interesting because, you know, Waterly's 2000 houses or 1700 houses, it's massive neighborhood and have the retail within the neighborhood. It's kind of cool. It makes it feel like a very, um, mom and pop corner store, even though that some of these are like franchises. Uh, let's see. All right. So Devar says, you asked this question a couple of times. So I want to make sure I answer it. Deltona versus Apopka. Um, I would lean Apopka just because it's equidistant to so much stuff. The 429 running up right up there. Deltona feels really far and yet it's affordable. And so we have a lot of folks that will push out to Deltona waiting for what's will eventually come there. Um, but right now it feels, it just, it feels just so far away from everything to me. <laughs> Whereas a pop guy, at least it, it has a lot of movement already. There's already more established builders and retail and the Kelly park area is, is expanding and all these new roads. It just, it feels very accessible. Uh, so I would pick a pop guy if I had to choose myself. All right. I'm wrapping up. It's been a long day. Kids going to school. It's emotional bus drivers, universal, the heat, it's been crazy, but you guys have been super kind to hang out. It means the world to me that you would do so. Spend your time in watching this, but if I can do anything, my team can do anything. If you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere in central Florida, we want to be your real estate resource of choice. Email us info at at positgroup.com. You guys have an amazing night. Bye-bye. If you've ever thought about moving to Orlando or you're looking to buy or sell a house anywhere, my team and I, we'd love to be your real estate resource of choice. The POSIC Group, we've got over 500 five-star reviews and we're helping people from all around the world find home in Orlando. Make sure you reach out, info at posicgroup.com. We'll see you guys in the next episode.